Hey guys, and welcome. I'm Life Coach Meg Ellis. It's time for you to stop coasting through life, and it's time for you to find your purpose. It's time for you to create your fate. If you want to receive weekly inspirational texts to keep you focused and vibing high, text expect good things to 833-204-0009 to sign up now. Confrontation. Yikes. Even the word is scary. Anybody get triggered? Twos, sevens, nines. This podcast is for you. And of course, uh, all Enneagram types can view confrontation negatively. But for these specific types, we hate it. And as you know, I'm an Enneagram 7. And confrontation is the actual worst. It's something that uh, only in the last few years that I've really been able to begin to overcome. And that comes with a lot of introspection and a lot of dedicated work. A seven's core fear is to be trapped in pain and literally trapped in a conversation that is going south and feeling attacked, battling someone over an opposing view certainly sounds painful to me. And twos essentially want to help people and, and be liked by everybody. So confronting someone can seem like it's going to compromise that. Nines are peacemakers. So confrontation feels counterproductive naturally. But why is it that we automatically think confrontation is bad or scary? Why do we automatically think confrontation is negative and not a positive thing? It's like, what? Positive confrontation? What? You're crazy. But today, it's my first part of the two-part series on confrontation, so tune in next week as well. But we're going to be breaking down this negative connotation of confrontation and why avoiding it can be very bad, very detrimental for you. And we're going to reframe our thoughts on confrontation so we can identify, hey, what am I actually trying to achieve by avoiding confrontation? And then we're going to work towards steps uh, towards, towards actually doing that and applying that in our lives. And then next week, we will review ways that you can prepare for confrontation and set it up to be a positive experience. And then, of course, go over some techniques that you can apply during the actual confrontation. So breaking down these negative ideas around confrontation, we can actually begin to view confrontation as a positive thing, right? And if you're like, I don't even see how you're going to connect those two dots, then definitely tune in next week as well uh, and listen to this podcast the whole way through because I'm telling you, this was uh, mind-blowing for me and was a game changer, right? Because instead of sitting there dreading it in fear, you can actually stop yourself from overthinking and have an objective, sound approach to confrontation. So first things, let's be honest. Do you avoid confrontation? And don't try and justify it. Just be honest with yourself. It's okay to fear something if you don't understand it, right? But it's not okay to realize that you have the fear and then do nothing about it. You will get nowhere. And wouldn't it be nice to not fear confrontation? Like, I'm pretty sure no one's sitting there like, no, I really like fearing confrontation. It's great. It would be really nice not to avoid people and let your feelings fester and then it gets all awkward and you try and figure out how you're going to reestablish that communication. Like, oh my gosh, I haven't responded to these like last six text messages. This is like awkward now. Um, and like absolutely nothing has been res resolved, 
right? When to be nice, to not try and fix everything for everybody all the time and let people walk all over you because you fear that standing up for yourself will actually lead them to not like you. Yeah, um, me too. So let's do this together. And I'm going to say something right out the gate that you are not going to like. I'm just going to say it. You are going to have to have the confrontation at some point. What? You mean I can't run away forever? No. Uh, Assuming over here, right? But it's probably better to have your confrontation sooner than later. Would you agree? Have you ever put off confrontation and then ended up making it much worse? Yeah. Did you sit there in dread for much longer than you needed to? Mm Mm-hmm. Did the actual confrontation end up being way easier than the dread you sat in for weeks? Ooh, that one gets you. But think about a confrontation that you have been avoiding. What are the chances that it's going to go away on its own? What are the chances that you're going to be exhausted sweeping it under the rug? What are the chances of you getting more and more angry or passive-aggressive as it gets worse? What are the chances that you might end up with a worse, emotionally charged situation if you wait? You are going to have to have the confrontation at some point. Acceptance is the first step. So let's talk about positive conflict, right? Like, let's like, let's switch this here. Like, what? Positive conflict? I don't even, I can't even grasp my mind on that because it's so foreign to me. It's It's like, well, I think conflict is negative. Well, let's change that, right? Did you know that not all conflict has to be bad and that there's such thing as positive conflict and there's negative conflict too? But um, I was like, what do you mean positive conflict? I don't think that exists. (laughs) So let me review positive and negative conflict and uh, how avoiding it can be bad. And then we're going to get into some specific examples and some workthroughs for you personally. So good conflict can eliminate problems and it prevents issues from growing larger. And the goal is to understand more about the people involved. And we're going to get all into this next week when we talk about how to actually do it. Um, Negative conflicts, which I think we're probably all more used to, to viewing or associating conflict negatively, it actually creates more negative issues and grows the concern. And the goal here is just to simply oppose the other person. So how we approach it in the beginning is it's a total game changer, right? What would happen if you viewed confrontation as a positive conflict instead of a negative one? Where the goal was actually to solve the issue, to make something better, Because positive conflict can eliminate present frustrations and prevent problems from happening. It helps you understand the other person. It allows you to be more knowledgeable of all the aspects of the situation and closer to the actual truth. Not these ideas that uh, don't actually exist when you're stuck in your head overthinking about, um, you know, these situations that could come up just so you feel better about yourself, right? Uh, Because PSA, here's another thing you might not like, there is a chance that you might be slightly off or completely wrong about something. And I know that is a tough pill to swallow. But the only way you're going to figure all this out is if you actually do something about it that doesn't involve running away from the problem. So wouldn't all of this help you avoid confrontation less knowing that you could get a solution faster? It's like how many times, if you think about it, 
has avoiding confrontation actually served you? Why do we keep doing it? Because avoiding conflict only delays the problem. Little issues grow into bigger concerns. Have you ever had a frustration that started out really, really small, but then it grew to be this like big, awkward or angry issue simply because you put it off? So let's learn how to address confrontation sooner than later, because short-term conflict seems to be way better than long-term conflict. And I bet that will stick with you, right? Twos, you will worry uh, less and for less time about people not liking you. Sevens, you will be trapped in pain for less time. Nines, you have more time and peace, right? Here's a mantra for you. Conversation is not confrontation. Say it out loud. Conversation is not confrontation. We can all have conversations and the sooner the, you do it, the better. So let's, you know, now that we understand that conflict can actually be this positive thing, let's talk about, um, you know, why we hate it, right? If we know avoiding it can actually harm us in the end and make things worse, uh, let's just back it up and just think, why do I hate confrontation? And grab a notebook, a pen, write these things down, pause if you need to. I'm going to encourage you to pause a lot during this episode and really sit with yourself. If, if you hate confrontation, please do the work here. Why do I hate confrontation? And you write specific triggers uh, that upset you about confrontation, right? Think back to your experiences with it. Do they all have a negative result? Is that why you hate confrontation? So start there. Like For me, I hate confrontation because I don't like being yelled at. Being yelled at is a trigger for me. I hated it as a kid and, and that carried into adulthood. And when actually when I'm very upset, which doesn't happen often, but it does happen, um, I I only yell at things like the smoke detector or like traffic or like the door. I never yell directly at people because it's a huge trigger for me. So notice your patterns. What do you do? And you become aware of your triggers. And then once you identify your triggers, start figuring out how they make you feel. When I get yelled at, I feel stupid. I feel less than, embarrassed, helpless, short-sighted. Like it's never going to end. Like I, I really am like trapped in pain. And then I want you to look at your actions around those triggers. And likely you, you probably try your best to avoid them, right? I can avoid being yelled at and being trapped in pain if I avoid the experience where someone might yell at me. But that's also me automatically assuming confrontation means I'm going to get yelled at, right? So identify these assumptions that you're making that don't actually exist. So identify what specifically is it about confrontation that you don't like. Being yelled at, having to disappoint somebody, somebody not liking you, causing a disruption of peace, right? Uh, you are actually trying to avoid these specific things, not confrontation itself. So I want you to separate the ideas. So take them, separate them. You are trying to avoid being yelled at, not confrontation, separate them. So now I want you to write down why you automatically think confrontation means that those things are going to happen. Why do you think that you are going to get yelled at or disappoint someone every time you confront them? 
And likely a lot of your past experiences, maybe they're similar and they're not positive ones. You have this negative connotation around confrontation. And the first step to overcoming your fear is, you guessed it, just like everything else, is switching your mindset on it. Be determined. So you say it out loud. Not all confrontations are bad. So let's go back to positive confrontation. Now, it does not help that the first definition of confront in the dictionary is to face hostility or defiance, to oppose. Like, can we change this? Can we actually change the way we view confronting? Because the second definition of confront is to present for acknowledgement. And I like that one. So we're going to stick with that one. It's less scary. To present for acknowledgement. That sounds like kind of nice, actually. You want to be acknowledged, right? You want your feelings to be acknowledged, right? What happens if they don't get acknowledged? You feel shitty. So let's start here. Instead of avoiding confrontation, aka acknowledgement, let's present for the acknowledgement, aka the confrontation. You, your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings cannot be acknowledged if you run away. For me, I think back to an experience with an old business partner who was always just um, more blunt, more quick to anger than I was. So knowing my triggers and seeing her yell at others or about others, I was already on edge. And granted, I did not know this at the time. This, again, took introspection for me to realize. But uh, I was already on edge, worried that she was going to yell at me. And the result of trying to avoid being yelled at led me to letting her walk all over me. And uh, I never confronted a deadline missed or a half-assed job. I never addressed straight-up lies because I feared uh, that she would get defensive and, and yell at me. So you know where that got me? Doing all of the work and becoming extremely frustrated with her, sharing my concerns with other people, seeking affirmation from them that, oh, I shouldn't be doing all of the work. And I never communicated with my business partner until I was heated and about to boil over and then passive aggressively letting her sabotage herself and my business. (laughs) So because I was trying to avoid being yelled at. So like you think about what you are trying to avoid and then think about what you actually ended up with. Like which one's worse? Like, is it logical and beneficial for you to avoid being yelled at if it means your business is going to tank, which that one did. Um, So that's just my example. And you can think about your own experience. And and here's the most crucial part. So once you once you realize that, hey, guess what? I have responsibility in this. We do. I am taking full responsibility for not, um, you know, I didn't like her half of the communication, but mine was was not the best, right? It was definitely not stellar communication. This ends up being a two-sided thing. So we have to take responsibility for ourselves. But here's the crucial part. You have to forgive yourself for it. You forgive yourself. Right? I forgive myself for not being able to stand up for myself. Right? And you, you go through all these things that uh, you, you have not done. And you truly learn to forgive yourself with it. And, and only then, right, then we can move forward. And if you struggle to forgive yourself, think about it this way. 
assuming here, but we're going to assume that all negative behaviors have a positive intent, right? Think about yourself that way. You don't have to think about that for everybody. Just think about that for yourself. Assume that all of your negative behaviors have a positive intent. So start there and then you can try and figure out everybody else. But uh, trust that for yourself. I'll say it one more time. All negative behaviors have a positive intent. What is yours? So uh, go back to your list of previous confrontations and why you avoided them. You've identified what you were trying to avoid, example, being yelled at, and how it potentially ended up worse. But what is it that you were trying to achieve? What do your experiences have in common? What was the goal of avoiding confrontation? Why? Why, why, why? And you might have to ask yourself why a few times to get to that root of the problem. For me, when I looked at my experiences of avoiding confrontation, I realized the common goal, peace. I wanted peace. If, if I did all the work and didn't call out my business partner, I could have peace. If I stayed in my marriage and didn't bring up that I was unhappy, I would remain in peace. If I didn't share a part of my life that I didn't think my parents would approve of, I, I could keep the peace. What's your common goal? Shift from avoiding to achieving. It's no longer what you are trying to avoid. What are you trying to achieve? And when you have your answer, I want you to spend some time with it. Why is it so important to you? And here's the next question. This is the kicker. How can you achieve getting this? without avoiding confrontation? Do you even really need to avoid confrontation to achieve what you are trying to achieve? So take my experience with my, my old business partner. I avoided confrontation because I didn't want to be yelled at because being yelled at makes me feel stupid and embarrassed. I don't like feeling this way and conditioned myself to think that confrontation automatically meant that I was going to be yelled at. I was trying to achieve peace. But instead, I tried to fix the problem myself, and you can only do that for so long. And in the end, I blew up and, and created this exact opposite of what I wanted. Peace. Right? Trust me, it was not a peaceful goodbye with my ex-business partner. <laughs> so we realized that we are creating the exact opposite of the thing we are trying to achieve with avoidance. I'm going to run that back. You realize you are creating the exact opposite of the thing you are trying to achieve. So how can we create what we want? Uh, right? Let's get what we want. Let's focus on what we, we want to achieve, not what we don't want to avoid. Right? Shift. You always want to think. Focus on what you want. Law of attraction here. Focus on what you want. Use the law of attraction to, to overcome confrontation right? Uh, how do we create what we want in, instead? By tackling the issue straight on. How could I have achieved peace during this whole experience with my business partner? Think about what led up to the explosive negative confrontation. And for me, it was like, okay, well, uh, I could have scheduled weekly check-ins for accountability of tasks and developed some type of structure that would have kept some peace. And I could have asked her where she needed help and created the culture of asking for help and, you know, ask for help in that 411 stage, not the 911 stage. I could have asked her for help, too. That would have definitely kept the peace. I could have voiced my own desires for, for needing that help and for her to, um, 
you know, pull her weight instead of trying to do it all myself. That would have certainly allowed me to feel just more at peace, even just for me. Let's assume that your negative behavior of avoiding confrontation has a positive intent. So focus on the positive intent and find ways to achieve it. I bet you don't have to avoid confrontation anymore. So, you know, it was a little too late for me to apply this with my business partner. You know, by the time I realized all of this years later, like I said, it took a lot of introspection and a lot of work, but I can apply it moving forward. I forgive myself for what I already did and I'm moving forward. And, you know, I'll say this too. um, I recently had one of the biggest confrontations that I have ever had in my entire life. And it was actually with my family while I was home uh, visiting recently. And it was this confrontation that I was extremely scared to have. I had been trying to fix it all on my own, not to anybody else's knowledge, of course. Um, But, you know, these thoughts in my head kept building up and the dread was growing and growing. And I was driving myself crazy with the fear of what could happen. And I was imagining these worst case scenarios in my mind. I spent endless amounts of time trying to talk myself out of it. Literally, my mind was a mess. Like I was majorly low vibe, right? And I decided to do it because I said, I cannot stay in this this crazy state of mind, low vibe, negative energy, this negative headspace. I cannot do it anymore, right? Because I want peace, right? And avoiding this confrontation is causing me no peace. I, it was no way I could achieve peace if I did not have this confrontation, especially inner peace, right? I was not going to be able to achieve that if I did not have this. And, and I decided to make uh, you know, positive changes and, and steps towards, towards taking this confrontation, which I'm going to share those next week. But I did it. I had this huge confrontation, something that I had been putting off because I was trying to achieve peace that was literally causing inner turmoil and I was not able to achieve it, but I did it. And it went, it went, it went better than I expected. Um, My dread was far worse than the actual incident. I learned a lot and I immediately, I immediately felt peace. Right. Um, I. I was just stuck. Right. I could not even begin to fully embrace the idea of expecting good things. Right. Because I couldn't see it. My negative energy was so blinding, weighing me down. But I decided to do it and trust it. Hey, I'm going to I'm going to expect good things. Something good will come from this. It has to because this is not sustainable for me to live this way. Right. And, uh, you know, I had this conversation, right? It was just a conversation and uh, not all of the answers got solved and uh, everyone did not walk away from the conversation feeling all hunky dory. Um, But man, was I filled with peace. And I didn't realize how much it had been affecting me. All these anxieties that I had been carrying around gone. Ones I didn't even know I had. Seriously, after the conversation, I was a different person. I was more confident in myself, in my decisions, in my business, in in every aspect of my life. And one thing that I noted that was so strange was even on the plane ride back to Houston, I noticed a difference in myself. And I typically sit in the window seat and the anxiety to wake the 
person next to me who was sleeping wake them up to ask to go to the bathroom, it was gone. Walking to the bathroom, nervous that it would be occupied and I would have to stand there, gone. Walking back to my seat, worried that I was going to pass my row and have to walk back embarrassed, gone. Right? Uh, Being nervous about asking someone to reschedule a meeting upon landing because I was exhausted, gone. And it's crazy because these were unconscious anxieties that I didn't even know I had until I didn't feel them anymore. I was like, oh, yeah, I can like, definitely walk to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, the, that's weird. The fear has gone. Like, the anxiety is gone. It was strange. It was relief. It was peace. And I'm inviting you to sit down with your anxieties uh, over confrontation and really do the work here to discover what you are truly trying to achieve. The next week, we will go over how to successfully set you up for that positive confrontation and how to actually engage in that. So tune in next week uh, for that. But do the work this week. Do it. I promise you, you will feel better. I believe that you can create your life. And I do believe that you can create your fate. To connect with more thoughts and inspiration, you can follow me on Instagram at Let's Create Your Fate or online at Let's Create Your Fate.com. And if you love this episode, please subscribe, tune in next week for part two, send it to a friend who maybe, um, you know, she dreads or he dreads uh, confrontation and uh, let's, let's start doing the work and that would help uh, me so very much, but let's, let's help everybody too. So that's all I got for you today. Thanks for listening. Um, And of course, if I could leave you with just one thing, it is this, expect good things always and they will happen trust me. Thanks for joining me today and I'll talk to y'all soon.